0: Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the Mind. Welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Back-Row.com, Champions of Unsung and Underrated Cinema. This is an episode of Cream of the Crud, Carlo and I's Little Corner where we talk about what we've been watching, news of notable Blu-ray releases, movies we've screened online, and much more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. My name is Dan Gorman, and I mentioned I'm here again with Carlo. Hey, hello what's what up? up what's up, <laughs> what's, up? <laughs> what's up we're getting into summer
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the year is flying by
1: yeah what does that mean for movie watching though summer is there like something in specific that you uh start watching in summer i don't know like summery movies certain yeah. vibes <laughs>
0: I guess I start to get that itch of the horror movie thing. Mm,
1: already, yeah. <laughs>
0: because of like slashers and stuff in the summer slashers, camps. Slashers,
1: yeah, for sure. Like summer yeah. camp movies. That's, that's yeah. perfect, yeah. Totally. I would say that for me, it's like kaiju stuff, but I've been going through like, you know, an entire kaiju tokusatsu. Yes. Big, big face, So it's not just... The summer this year <laughs> but usually yeah when it when uh like I remember definitely like last year uh, as it was getting warmer I'm like man I want almost I want to watch some kaiju movies that I haven't seen yet and at a certain point that becomes kind of difficult because I've already seen every Godzilla movie I've seen every Gamera movie and then you yeah. start getting into like the knockoffs and I saw that you programmed uh, a movie called Gorgo for Time I know, Bandits. I was about to
0: say, I'm going to watch one tonight. <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: that's that's one that I remember watching last year, in, like the end of spring-ish, because I just, I don't know, I had to. Like, I got the urge to see a big monster uh, yeah. in, in a movie, even if it was a, how oh, was the other one? There's there's another one called, like, there's a bunch of stuff that they try to do in the wake of the success of Godzilla and Gamera. But ultimately, mostly, those were the two that only really stuck with people. And then in terms of TV shows, you've got Ultraman. That's like, for me, I'm experiencing now is the big third tier of uh, kaiju content. And I've still Mm -hmm. got a lot to watch there. So I'm, I'm very happy. After all the Godzilla and Gamera stuff, I was like, man am i am i now sort of like relegated to only watching minor kaiju movies and never <laughs> getting that big high again but then you get into ultraman there's like whoa there's so much content and yeah. so far it's been very rewarding <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: yeah that's funny i i just saw that that gorgo was on youtube and oh, i was cool. like okay oh this is it's in really good quality and yeah. i was in the mood for some some more kind of monstery kind of stuff and so mm-hmm. nice. should be fun
1: yeah gorgo has some like it's it's good that it's in good quality the version that's on youtube because there's some really uh nice visuals in that movie i remember
0: sweet yeah um, moody stuff speaking of screenings you can go to crudbuddies.club. There you will find a link to our calendar. We do Sunday morning screenings. Um, and one of the things that we watched recently, here, to give you an example, if you've never seen any of the stuff that we've screened, uh, out of nowhere, I don't know what, I I just felt like, you know what, it's been a while since I saw any, any you know, uh, David A. Pryor, Ted Pryor related <laughs> mm-hmm. junk. <laughs> and so i programmed 1997's the pack uh p.a.c.k <laughs> um and so that's that's produced by uh david a Pryor and ted Pryor's in it it was oh, directed yeah. by a guy david todd i think uh
1: sounds like an alias
0: yeah i don't <laughs> know david's like,
1: i don't know <laughs> yeah
0: doesn't have a ton i think it says it says they were in vanilla sky like doesn't have like a lot of like directorial Hmm. or acting credits but um okay yeah this was like a a, like a it was like a low budget kind of rip on predator terminator (laughs) and phobe um (laughs) a low
1: a low budget rip on phobe which is already quite low budget (laughs) yeah it was
0: like what if Um, Predator and Terminator were low budget and then like took place in the kind of, you know, adjacent area of phobe in the sense of it just being really low budget. Okay. Uh, (laughs) and yeah, I thought it was pretty amusing.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I can't lie. Uh, there's a lot of really ridiculous dialogue. Um, the alien is like a guy in like, in like one of those like skin suits. Uh huh and then just wearing a mask so it almost reminded me a little bit of like a tokusatsu villain or something where it's just like <laughs> you know like like the what's the power ranger foot clan guys or whatever like oh yeah
1: isn't it like the, putties, the putties yeah or something?
0: they're just like guys in a little suit with a mask or whatever <laughs> like
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it reminded yeah. me of that
1: <laughs> yeah and uh in the Car Ranger show, which uh, is what they use for Power Rangers Turbo, you've got these same kind of Foot Clan type of guys, and they call them Wumpers or something. <laughs> and they, they come out of this jug, this like magic jug, and they just like kind of shake them out. And there's this nice. like these like crude green screen effects of them popping out, and they're all like super neon colored guys. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's visually... Pretty cool, actually,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny yeah. um yeah, the pack, you know, I think i i it seems like I liked it a little bit more than everyone else, everyone else seemed to give it like two <laughs> to two and a half, and I gave it three, yeah um, okay, but uh <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, <laughs> nice, yeah, it's nice, uh we're so we're- next. We're going to be watching Face the Edge from 1990, which I think is like a ski, snow snowboarding mo- kind of movie. Mm. Some counter-programming to the warm weather. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's one then, way to go. Yeah. Mm. Sure. And then I think the, the movie after that is a movie called Adventures in Spying, which I think is like an Adventures in Babysitting ripoff from 1992.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, that the rings a bell. Wasn't that like Mate? Uh, because Adventures in Babysitting it's was a plot. hit or something. I mean, the
0: cover and the name, you know, yeah, really evoke ma- sure. yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but the plot is more about like, oh, they see a criminal and he's supposed to be dead. And now, you know, they like, you know, they're in over their head or whatever. But it's got um, Jill Sh- Sholin in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so, cool. know, yeah, could yeah. be funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like Jill Sholin. I've seen... Most of the movies. She was. She wasn't in a ton, but uh, yeah, she was in some some good ones. The yeah stepfather popcorn. Uh, fuck, what's the one with Carol Kane? The sequel to Oh, uh, when, when a, a stranger, stranger calls, calls back. Calls back, yeah, that's yeah. that's good a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I like it way more <laughs> than the first one. <laughs> but, I, I
0: agree. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so credbuddies.club for for all of that for our screenings, and you can also go to the Discord there. Hmm. Um, there is a link in the menu because you can also get in touch with us and ask us questions. Call, 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 call call, 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 call. So join the Discord. There's a channel. You know, before we record an episode, we'll pop in there and say, well, what do y'all want to hear us talk about? Mm. um and then you know ask us some questions so and you did you did our first question from vieras Talo says what movies would you prefer to watch in a format that isn't a pristine blu-ray or 4k disc mm. is the only way to watch the blair witch project on a vhs is laser disc <laughs> the only way to go about seeing tron and so on
1: yeah i don't know like uh...
0: yeah th- this is a Question that I feel very torn about mm. because sometimes I do find myself wanting to wait for a really good version of a crusty old movie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I did with Siege. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm really glad I did because yeah. I was able to watch it and like really, you know, that's, that's
1: um, also a movie that's like pretty dark, and it it's yeah, like. It has like pretty good cinematography, so it's really exactly. worth worth it in that case to like skip the okay. The VHS vibes are nice, but this movie, I, I bet a lot gets lost in that dark yeah. version.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. So like, there's par- a part of me is sometimes like. Oh, I love the like crusty VHS, like horror movie For you know, sure. yeah, experience. Like, yeah. you know, I have over like 400 VHS tapes. I'm not, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, there is a part of me that's like, but what if I'm watching that and like not realizing that it's like actually a totally different kind of movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, like, cause I've had that with uh Fulci's conquest. Oh, okay. Where, where I've been like, a crusty VHS probably would be very evocative for this weird movie, but at the same time, it's like
1: visually very,
0: it's a visually cool movie from yeah. what I've heard. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Like that movie is like pure visuals because you cannot <clears> tell <throat> what is going on otherwise. It's just like a fever dream. So yeah, that one I would definitely say. I don't know, like there's there's definitely a charm to that. Like maybe it's just like nostalgia as well, but I, I I guess it also just depends. Like you're not watching a VHS. Uh, like I I wouldn't want to watch a VHS, VHS personally on a big screen on like an HDTV. I feel that's yeah. kind of defeating the purpose or like it's it's not what it was, it was intended to be shown on. Mm-hmm. Like the VHS version, like not that movie. The 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 movie the way that movie was supposed to be shown was probably. I don't know, like the quality you would see in a theater or unless it was like shot on video, shot for video or whatever. Like it's those movies I think of. Yeah. Like for example, something like Deadbeat uh, at Dawn is a movie I remember watching uh, a VHS version. I was like, this this suits this movie perfectly. Yeah. But I know by now there's been a Blu-ray release and everything. I have not seen that Blu-ray and I'm sure it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Blu-ray I want to watch on my big screen TV and the VHS, yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. maybe just on like, I, I still have like a small CRT TV here and it's not like I watch yeah. stuff on it <laughs> cause it's yeah. just like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a bother setting that thing up. I don't have a, like a spare like VHS room or anything. If I, if yeah. I did, I would do that probably more often um watch Mm -hmm. like shitty quality movies i guess it's the same with like like, video games you know like uh it's nice and it's easy to be able to play all the nintendo and super nintendo games on switch online on your big tv and and they look very crisp and everything Mm -hmm. but then sometimes i'm like i want to just i don't know watch like uh play like a game with scan lines on my tiny crt and yeah it's it's a different vibe. I like both. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was also thinking about the 1986 movie Eliminators. It's like mm-hmm. an empire. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've seen that movie. That's another one that I feel like I, I I like the idea of seeing that, you know, really on a great print and mm-hmm. and the, and all the kind of like fun effects and seeing the the seams and stuff, but at yeah, the same yeah, time yeah, yeah. like you're saying that movie to me feels like this needs to be on a VHS. It needs to be like you're watching it with, mm-hmm. you know, some friends on a weekend. Cause like it feels it's it's almost like a cartoon. It's like a robot and yeah, a cowboy yeah, yeah. and shit. So it feels yeah. very like Saturday morning, you know. For like, sure. Yeah. So yeah, it just yeah. feels right on VHS too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, like both versions have their own time and yeah and space and <laughs> whatever you know mm-hmm. uh, it's it's nice to be able to have both like you used to only have the shitty versions and you can only yeah. dream of seeing those movies and hd <laughs> and 4k and whatever and now you yeah. can but you can still go back like it's not you know it's not like it doesn't exist anymore so mm-hmm. best of both worlds
0: yeah um and, and i think it came up in the discord because they were watching ring like, ring yeah yeah, yeah. And kind of like that does feel like one of those things where like putting that movie in on vhs does kind of have a yeah vhs a, or yeah. like
1: dvd at most like it, it, i think that movie like the ring movies like the first one in, in specific is just so tied to that yeah. late 90s early 2000s zeitgeist it was mm-hmm. such a big hype back then as well so it's automatically linked to that time yeah um it's just like a muscle memory uh almost kind totally. of thing yeah.
0: i always i always thought it was kind of fun that the american version of the ring when they put it out on vhs had like a clear uh a clear vhs case so you could see the tape inside um,
1: <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that <laughs> yeah
0: it's like a clear like it's like a normal vhs shell but it's mm-hmm. all like a plastic and and they've printed on it but there's parts of it that you can kind of see through
1: oh it. okay yeah hmm
0: um okay our next question comes from rudald in the discord and they ask in the aftermath of netflix and their new no more movies from big directors i think they name dropped vanity projects like the irishman (laughs) uh, (laughs) which upset a lot of people yeah i mean uh, it
1: doesn't make sense how is that a vanity project
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) like what what what
1: definition of vanity project are you uh yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they're they're saying we're not gonna be investing in those kinds of movies anymore. And so their question was like, what are some some of uh some very good Netflix original mm-hmm. movies? I know that Justin DeClue asked this on Twitter as well, yeah, but I said that they were saying like what ones have they specifically funded, but I think for our question I thought I wanted to be a bit more broader. Okay. So like, what's anything that you saw that was like a Netflix, you know, original? <laughs> Yeah, see,
1: Um, when I think about Netflix, I think about mostly TV shows. Like, that's what I use Netflix for mostly. I I wasn't subscribed to Netflix for movies. Like, I saw a couple of Netflix original movies. Um, Like, was the Dolomite movie, was that the Netflix original? Yes, that
0: was a Netflix. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, because that was good.
0: That's Uh, a great one, I I liked that
1: a lot. And uh, the other one, like, I was just, like, looking at... Uh, ever since Netflix started making their own movies or distributing or, you know, like Netflix originals. Yeah. Uh, that documentary, I know you saw two shirkers. Yes. That was really good, I thought. Um, but but other than those two, like, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of blanking yeah. on Netflix original movies. I know Michelle watched a couple and I think she didn't like most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, didn't Charlie Kaufman make one for Netflix as well? i'm thinking I I don't think know, things, maybe was that netflix I, i'm i'm not I'm, sure I'm, I'm pretty sure she saw it on netflix or yeah i
0: might i'm not sure i or can't the elsa remember.
1: brie one uh yeah. what was it called? horse girl yeah yeah i don't know uh uh what else I, did i see
0: i like i thought i don't feel at home in this world anymore was pretty good that was Whoa, um, what was that
1: again the name rings a bell but
0: it's it's got uh, Elijah Wood and Melanie Linsky in it, um, and it's kind oh,
1: of oh like yeah, I have not seen it. But comedy, yeah, I know, the, I know the one, but I haven't seen. No, it it was pretty good. Okay, um,
0: Mike Flanagan's Gerald's Game, the Stephen King adaptation, I liked. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like the, when I'm, uh, you know what? Honestly, like I enjoyed Hubie Halloween, the Adam Sandler Halloween movie. <laughs> I think that's one of the better uh Sandler movies in you know in the glut of like there's a hundred of them you know that mm-hmm. he's made with yeah <laughs> with Netflix mm. that one I thought was funny uh yeah, yeah, I don't know I have a hard time
1: just like remembering Netflix movies really
0: but yeah well, like I was scrolling through the list and on and on Wikipedia it's like broken up by years mm-hmm. and it's just like every everyone every chunk of those things I could find one or two that I watched and, and thought was like pretty good. But, th- but then there'd be like 50 that I was like, I've, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, this, yeah, these yeah. are words that mean nothing to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know some of these words, but <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I, I guess I had fun watching the fear street movies. They put out a, a, a trilogy. Oh
1: yeah. I saw people logging those, but I yeah, don't know. like it, it didn't, I don't know. They were
0: like totally fine. Yeah. Like, see, yeah. Like yeah. I wasn't one see- of them I really liked, and the other two I, were, I was like, yeah, you know, I put this on for two hours and it wasn't, an, it was entertaining. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what
1: was the Kamil Nanjiani movie? The The Lovebirds? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that wasn't Netflix original I haven't too. seen that. It wasn't good. No, dang uh, it. <laughs> I, I wanted to like it because I don't know. Like, I'd like Kamil Nanjiani, and yeah. I, I don't know what he's up to lately, but. Uh, I used to listen to the Ender kids a lot and ever, ever since. Uh, yeah, it seemed fun and Michelle wanted to see it, but it ended up being kind of a shrug. So Dang.
0: Yeah. Uh well if you're listening and there's like some gems in the in the the you know distribution or production arm of these, uh, of these movies. I, I got to feel there's, there's some shirkers that went under the radar, you know, like it has to some be. You like know, they... gems that are foreign films or something. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like they made a lot. So yeah, there has to be more.
0: <laughs> Let us know.
1: Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. Tell us.
0: Uh, <laughs> and so those are our questions of the week. Go to the CredBuddies Club, check out the discord. And ask us questions, but uh, let's get into some news <music> of physical media releases. <laughs> okay, uh, so I saved one that just came up that I'd never heard of. It was a new title announcement. the The Dawn of the Discs account just tweeted it out. Hmm. They said previously unreleased Korean kaiju film, uh, yes. Space Monster uh, Wangmagui. Yeah. 1967. Uh, Had you heard of this? I'll be
1: honest. I have never heard of this. Yeah. Uh, Not even like the, the, the image of the Kaiju did not ring a bell at all to me. Um, But yeah. Space monster Wang Magui. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's like this undiscovered gem, I, I, not only do I want to see the movie, I want to know the story of how they found yeah. this movie and how this was. It made says it was everything. lost
0: too, right? Yeah, yeah, like, it's, a,
1: it's a lost movie, and somehow it's not lost anymore. And yeah, just this fact is very exciting. You know, lost movies not being lost anymore. You know, it's like yeah. uh, suddenly there's a Blu-ray coming out of Gary Coleman's Playing with Fire. You know, I I, I would lose my
0: shit, (laughs) and so would everybody else on CG. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Who's gonna get that first upload? I know. (laughs) Who can rip it fast enough? (laughs) That's Um, funny. No, it's you know, it's hopeful that this stuff keeps happening. You know, I mean, I mean, Justin did the same thing for the thrilling, bloody sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, used to be, now a lost movie, but the version out there it might as well have been lost. It was like pretty hard to watch. I I, yeah. I had a copy the way it existed before. And uh, there's a reason I had not watched the movie yet. It's because I'm like,
0: man. Yeah.
1: I mean, I will watch a very shitty quality version of a movie if I have no other choice. For sure. I, I've done it. But I also knew what kind of movie that was, like a very visually uh, intense movie. And yeah, I, I'm glad I waited. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. But yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, I can't wait uh, to see this new. Yeah. If, if it's too. Kaiju and it's a lost movie, man, that's
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Give me.
0: So there's another one that I feel like, um, is going to make our pal, uh, Matt from movie melt. Very happy because okay. code red dvd are putting out don't tell her it's me aka the boyfriend school <laughs> starring steve gutenberg and Shelley long <laughs> uh a movie which when i watched it for time it's oh god but gotta be like 10 plus years ago or however long ago uh-huh. i thought was totally garbage <laughs> okay. and then like after meeting matt and all this, like a couple of years went by, and then he like commented on my review of it and was like, "What the hell are you talking about? This was so good!" And I was like, "That movie? Really? <laughs> okay." <laughs>
1: but you have not gone back since. He... I've never gone back to it. No. Okay, so you don't know, w- yeah, whether he's lost it yeah. or you he lost have. it or
0: not. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I've not That's, seen this movie, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, I I can't yeah. chime in on this, before.
0: so check it out when it comes out, you can reverse the Blu-ray. So it says boyfriend school or don't tell her it's me, whichever you want. Okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um And then the only one, the other one I wrote down is, I don't know if this has been out on Blu-ray or not yet, but umbrella are putting out mega force are mm. putting it out with like, um, like a, a mega force hat and a poster and, <laughs> Megaforce and like a, a, me, a Megaforce mega force membership card,
1: a mega force hat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and don't I I love that movie and <laughs> I, I know do. people okay. hate it.
1: <laughs> I saw it only once and I was like, uh this is not for me.
0: It's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it, 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 it there
1: was some stupid shit in there, but it's also like it felt too GI Joey for me, which I've never mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like I like I say I've only seen it once and it's been a couple of years,
0: so yeah, who knows. Well, I would wear a Megaforce hat. <laughs>
1: Is it? Is this actually a first time Blu-ray release? Hold on, I don't on. know if I'm, it is. I'm, I'm checking on. Uh, it might. It, it may, may not. Be. Be. Actually, yeah, it might be. I yeah. see it came out uh, last week in Germany on Blu-ray. Okay, actually, and uh, it's coming out in Australia in August on Blu-ray. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Spain had a Blu-ray release for Megaforce four years ago. Yeah, and so did Japan ten years mm. ago. Yeah, so Japan was already on the mega force train in 2012. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's been available in good quality, but uh, okay, you you had to like import it or
0: yeah, you know I, online. I do enjoy that. What Umbrella is saying about this release is like there was an official Megaforce membership kit that you could get in, really like in comics. Like you would, you know, see the ad in the comics <laughs> and it would be like right in for okay, your membership yeah, yeah, card yeah. and shit. Yeah. So like, I like the idea of being like, let's do that again. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. That is yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So good job. Uh, I'll watch this movie again. I love <laughs> it.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah. Um, But that's it. That's all that I thought of. Okay. So yeah, we can, we can just start talking about crud. Let's talk some What, have you been watching these days? These
1: days I've been watching. Well, last I, I guess I'll mention that last weekend I went to the Nip- yeah. the the big Japanese like the biggest Japan centered like there's several Asian movie festivals but the biggest one in Europe that is entirely about japanese cinema new releases is a nippon connection festival in frankfurt um mm. i'd never been before but because i've been volunteering uh for another japanese film festival in ghent uh in march uh thanks to them i was able to go to the nippon connection festival like nice. all expenses paid and check out like scout some movies um it was kind of like short notice, so we were only able to go a couple of days. Like, uh, it just worked out well that Michelle already had like uh, like a Thursday and a Friday off, so we could like go on Thursday, but we had to go come back by Sunday because uh, she had to work the next day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I caught like five new movies, and I enjoyed all five of them. So nice. The thing is, what I did beforehand, like I looked at all the movies that were playing. And I just started watching like trailers. I was like, based on trailers, I can I can probably like gauge like would I potentially be into this? Yeah. Um yeah, and I ended up picking five that I really liked. Like I, I actually ended up picking um like four of them were completely new to me. And then the fifth one was the new Shinichiro Ueda movie, which is the director of One Cut of the Dead.
0: Oh nice. Yeah, so
1: his new movie played there. Um Uh, and it's, uh, I'll say it's, it's not my favorite of his, um, Hmm. but okay. So this one is about this guy who runs a, like an online manga reading app, um, who one day wakes up and he doesn't have a penis anymore. (laughs) Oh. Uh Oh, um, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, his penis is now flying around the city at high speed and he has to catch it in six days or it's gone forever. <laughs> that's the movie. Okay. And the movie's nice. called, uh, Pop-ran, Popran, um, which is what they, like, they never say the word penis in this movie. Mm. And I feel like that's some sort of like censorship thing, but also maybe if you center the entire movie around what's obviously the penis, like you never really see the penis other than just like fragments, you know, like stepping okay. by and stuff and yeah. never see like a <laughs> a close up of a gross, fleshy penis that's yeah. been caught or whatever. Um, yeah, but they would have to say the word penis, like the entire movie, because that's what it's <laughs> about. But they use this word called poporan, and poporan doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's just a made up word, but they use it for, you know. <laughs> uh that part of the body um yeah but yeah it's uh it's also just like a funny word so i don't i don't mind that they 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 were actually kind of maybe saying they were creative is a bit too uh giving mm. them too much credit but it's a funny word so i yeah i was like yeah okay sure call pop Popran, and now we've been i don't know it's got a, sort of a slipped into our vocabulary uh as well yeah um <laughs> but yeah, it, the thing with this movie is it, it feels like a movie that maybe was made during lockdown. It's a mm. bit, uh, it feels a little bit half baked and a little bit empty feeling at points. But also, it's the only movie that exists that's about this, I believe. I've never yeah. seen a movie about a penis on the run on, or <laughs> like flying around the city and you have to catch it, otherwise, you don't have a penis anymore. Um so you know there's there's funny moments in there. There's definitely like uh we were laughing here and there, uh and I had fun, and it's it's just not a perfect movie. Like if I look at one cut of the dead, that's such a such mm. a rewarding experience. And his second movie, Special Actors, which came out I feel like two years ago. Um, I really enjoyed that one as well. This one just doesn't feel as as much as a, like like a full meal <laughs> you know mm. uh great concept and and definitely funny but as a movie yeah i don't know like i forget i forgive it, it it's faults because it made me laugh and it's just you know the fact that you make a movie about a, a stupid ass concept like losing your yes yeah. and having to catch up with a butterfly net and <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, pretty good, pretty good. It, it it ended up being like of of the five movies I watched. It, it's probably like my least favorite of those five, mm. but I would still say it's worth the watch just for being what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> you know? what it? Yeah,
0: yeah. No. But, like, yeah, maybe go in just expecting, like, a...
1: Don't expect One Cut of the Dead like level. a pretty
0: good, yeah, like a yeah. fun little movie. Yeah.
1: Just know that it's not his best movie. But, you know, yeah. uh, after having seen One Cut of the Dead and Special Actors, I was like, okay, I am 100% sold on this guy. If he puts out a new movie, I need to see it. I did not watch a yeah. trailer of this movie beforehand. Uh, if you check out the synopsis on Letterboxd, it says something about like he has to catch a mysterious fly. I'm like, who who wrote this? It's very obvious in the movie that it's his penis. It's there's no yeah fly.
0: must must catch a mysterious high speed fly.
1: No, it's his penis. There's no <laughs> my, there's no mystery around it. Like right off the bat, you know, okay, he's lost his penis and he has to catch his penis. Yeah, um, interesting. So yeah, that's that's kind of weird, but yeah anyway
0: that is weird because on netflix sorry not netflix on imdb it has a very similar Mm. synopsis but it says he must catch that high speed quote buddy
1: (laughs) what the fuck come on and then it also (laughs) says writing this shit
0: (laughs) trying to catch the thing that ran away from him so like
1: why are they being mysterious about it at least it,
0: that makes sense. Like, yeah, they're trying to be mysterious about it, but like the thing that ran away, his high speed buddy, that mm-hmm. you can, like, in once you see the movie, you can infer why they would say that, but a fly. Yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> like, uh, it, it's just a mystery to me. Yeah. Why they're being so wishy washy about what the thing is. Like, can you not put penis in a summary on IMDb? Maybe they
0: want it to be a surprise. I don't know.
1: But it's not in the movie. Like it doesn't yeah. even factor in. Like it's pretty straightforward. Like within that's the weird. first fifty minutes, you know, oh, okay, this guy lost his penis. Yeah, and <laughs> there is no mystery about it. It's very obviously that's what it is. Like one of the first scenes in the movie is him trying to take a piss without a penis.
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that was like my least favorite movie of the five movies that I mm. still enjoyed. Um, yeah. The other one, like some of them were a bit more like, um, you know, not Oscar bait, but award bait. Um, Like the second movie we saw was one called The Asadas, which is kind of like a tear jerkery, but still quite good comedy, drama uh, based on a guy who made a a photo album of his family basically in different sort of like cosplay situations, but not like cosplay, like uh, anime fantasy characters. Like, for example, uh, the inciting incident of making this photo album was his. Uh, he asked his dad, "Like, what do you have any regrets about? What you wanted to be like as a kid? Do you have any dreams? Mm. Uh, what What did you want to grow up as?" It was like, "Yeah, I always wanted to be a fireman." So he arranges mm. this photo shoot of their family as like firefighters, you know. And this entire album just uh, stacks up this way. Like he just. Uh, like uh the next question is like his mom wants to be this and then his brother wants to be this and he has he makes like an entire album like that just his family in those situations like as if they had a different vocation mm. and that's all like based on a real story you can actually buy that picture book buy the original uh oh. you know by the actual guy who made those photos um
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah, this movie also ended up winning like the grand prize at the festival and it was quite good, but it was not my favorite of all the movies. Mm. Um, I, I think I'll just like mention the one that maybe wasn't my favorite, but the one I would like to talk about the most in terms of, I don't know, it, it felt really like the little movie that could um, because I originally I think I wanted to watch like three or maybe four movies that day. But they saw that there was another uh, late night showing of a movie called Ninja Girl. And I'd seen a, tra- uh, a trailer of it as well. I was like, this could be okay, but I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So this is directed by a guy called Yu-Iria. Um It's a movie from 2021. I'm not very familiar with this director. I looked at what else he'd done and there's like nothing you will know unless you're like very um, you know... Like recent Japanese movies, um, but this is like he had a, a little intro before the movie started, and was like, "This mm-hmm. is the first indie movie I've done in eleven years." Like before that, he he'd done like more uh, just like studio productions and stuff. But he went back to an indie movie. I think again a situation where this movie got made, and it is the way it is because of COVID and mm. lockdowns and stuff. And again, it feels like a very contained movie with a limited cast um yeah but it worked in its favor so uh definitely a pleasant surprise to me it's very like low budget indie kind of deal about a girl who learns from i believe her uncle or something who's on his deathbed like she lives with him like it might have been like a friend of his father or whatever or of her father um but she learns she's from a long line of ninjas and okay. she ends up using this information and these scrolls that this guy had lying around uh, to teach herself some stuff and using it basically to save her town. from. Um, they're about to pass this law that would allow the new mayor to kick out every immigrant, uh, which is like very on the nose in terms of like Japan as a country can be a little xenophobic. Uh, so it's definitely... Uh, Aiming at that, you know, in terms of like social commentary, but it's mostly just like this fun and, and charming movie with a bit of action, a bit of comedy, a bit of a message. Mm. Um, it's 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 not a not the kind of movie. Like even if I recommend it now, you like don't expect to be wowed. Um, yeah, go in just you know up for whatever. Um, I think for me, expectations definitely helped a little, but it's also like it's a really short movie. Like it's i think like 85 minutes um it has I a like good, the
0: concept
1: yeah the concept is good and it's yeah it's just like short and a very humble movie and it mm-hmm. has a sense of humor about itself like it knows what it is and it isn't trying to be more uh there's like no pretense mm-hmm. in this movie which i really found charming about it um it's like yeah maybe a bit like what, would, what you would call a mumblecore indie kind of movie, but mm. without any mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just has that vibe. Like, there's a lot of, like, static shots and there's some scenes where not a lot of dialogue is happening necessarily. Um, mm. It's mostly... It's it's pretty well shot, though, actually. Like, even though uh, it's a lot of, like, static shots. And um, I don't know. I feel like the director, uh, Iria, made the most out of... Uh, like, I don't know what the budget was on this movie, but yeah, he did a good job on this. And um, I'd be curious to watch, uh, like maybe in the first place, this other indie movie that he did 11 years ago. But I imagine he picked up, like uh, he, he just got better as a director since his first indie movie. Mm. And in the meantime, he would just do like, like I saw what else he had done. Like there's a bunch of like hip hop-y kind of movies. There's one called like 8,000 Miles um mm. that i had heard of before but maybe not necessarily interested in watching i don't know i, I would, would need to check out the trailer and see what the vibe is but um just from the posters i can already tell it's it's going to be different from this one because mm. this one yeah like i said it's just like a very humble um movie the little movie that could and just me saying like what's one more 85 minute movie and then coming away like, oh, that was quite nice, actually. Um, So yeah, Ninja Girl from 2021, Um, if it becomes available anywhere where you can see it online or uh, it, I imagine it might be playing more festivals at one point, even though it's like another Mm. big festival movie, it didn't feel that way to me. Like, I feel this is a movie that people uh are very likely to miss out on or forget yeah so that's especially why i wanted to bring it up
0: um yeah that sucks yeah but, it does you know
1: so uh, even for me like if i had not gone to this screening would this movie have uh popped up on my radar i'm, I'm not sure yeah it feels like one of those that would just like slip between the cracks and that's it
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, because this director's like other like his body of work. If you look at the other like like even just the posters on leather books um, it's just like the, the, there's a different vibe going on there. Mm. So I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's interesting. That's about it in terms of like Nippon connection. Like Frankfurt as a city, it was it was fine. Like I don't know yeah. if I would go there outside of the festival. <laughs> um, but like the festival venue, like the, the theaters and everything, um, that was quite nice. I'm very grateful that, it, that I got the opportunity to do that. Go see some movies for free. Um, yeah. And again, like it was five out of five for me in terms of the movies I watched. So um, it was a good weekend. <laughs> Nippon nice. connection. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. And what about you? Tell me about you now.
0: <laughs> what, uh, what you have been watching? Yeah, so this is kind of almost the opposite end of the spectrum in the sense of, like, a movie possibly passing people by. Okay. In the sense that um, I watched this movie from this year, 2022. It's called Emergency. It's directed by Carrie Williams. It stars R.J. Siler. Uh, who was in *Me Earl and the Dying Girl* and the *Power Rangers* movie from 2017?
1: Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: and and so this is like a really pretty new movie that everyone that I mentioned it to were like, "What is that? I don't know what that is." I don't um, know what that is. <laughs> yeah, and it's on Amazon Prime. You know, like I think on Letterboxd, there's like six or seven thousand people that saw it. So Mm -hmm. like, not nobody, but it's like this is like a new movie. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, like has, you know, notable people in it. And um, so it's about like these uh, these kind of university students um, who are going out for like a night of partying. They're going to do this thing where you need to like go to all eight like like. um house parties around the university and you have to get a ticket for each one. Okay. And they want to be, it's a, if they have a name for it in the movie, it's like called doing a legendary or something. And is, they're is like,
1: it really what it is.
0: Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're going to pull a legendary or, or something like that. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. but like th- they want to be the first two black students to do it so that they can get on this wall at the school of like firsts. Um, oh, okay. That no, like, like anyone that does something. Yeah, it's like anyone that does something that they've ne- that has never been done by a black person before gets on this big wall, and so oh, they're like, "Okay, okay, yeah." So they're like, "We're gonna do this," and and so they go out for this night of partying, um, and they're joined by their friend uh, Carlos, and they end up finding this like girl on on their floor mm. who's like passed out and like throwing up everywhere, mm. and so. Um, one of the two guys is, is like, I, we need to call the cops. Like, this is what the fuck this person could die. Like right now. Yeah. And RJ Seiler is like the other side of the coin. Who's like, do you fucking know what happens when we call the cops? Like there's a white girl on the floor. Like, like we'll get killed. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And so they try and figure it out on their own, Hmm. and so it's this com it's a comedy. It's like a one night everything goes wrong. You know, sounds kind of
1: eighties ish in concept.
0: (laughs) It's a little, it's and it it is a comedy, but it obviously is also about like racism and about like cops and and so it's it is also really dark at times, and it, it reminded me a little bit of of Blind Spotting.
1: Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I love the, that point. Yeah. yeah,
0: and maybe not as, like, like intensely Intense. stylized yeah. as that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but but it has that thing where it's like, here's let's take this situation, you know, that conspire a lot of control and, and let's look at it where it's, like, about these two guys and their different perspectives and how they butt up against each other, and I just thought it was really good. I thought it was well-directed. I thought the three of them together make a really great comedic trio, and I thought that, like, it was really funny, but it was also like really intense and the performances were amazing. And when it goes to places where it goes, I was really impressed by the performances and I, yeah, I just thought it was really good. And it was one of those things where I thought it's really weird that this is on Amazon and I didn't ever see an ad for it. Or, you know, it just seems really fucked up that this movie that I think is probably one of the better movies i saw in 2022
1: nice isn't that you know, also kind of what happened with <laughs> blind Spawning?
0: i think so because
1: i didn't really see a lot of buzz or like people even on letterbox talking about that one even though it's really yeah, it's like really the people
0: good that, <laughs> the people that saw it absolutely loved it yeah. right yeah, like yeah, yeah but i don't know yeah it, yeah it's a bummer
1: yeah it, <laughs> it sucks but you, you have to hope that Time will tell for these movies. Like they won't. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like we're doing our our part. Like you've discovered this one. Like <laughs> you might make one other or two other people watch it, and then they will. Uh, I mean, if if the quality of of a movie, yeah, is good enough, then
0: yeah, it will stand I, the yeah, test I of time it, and everything. Yeah, I thought it was a good like fun mix of comedy and drama and and yeah, it, it's it's good. Um, nice. I think if you if it sounds like something you might like, you should check it out. It's, um, it sounds good.
1: Yeah, definitely sounds yeah. like something I I think I would enjoy. So
0: totally. So nice. that's emergency from 2022. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What else have you been watching?
1: Uh, I watched something today, and I'm gonna pull my I've been in Canada twice card. Yeah, because I watched a Canadian movie today. (laughs) Oh. And one I'm kind of surprised that you haven't seen yet. Um, Yeah. Have you heard or seen anything, Uh, maybe a trailer or like people talking about this movie called The 20th Century?
0: Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it, Mm -hmm. but I've seen tons of talk about it. Okay. Um, Okay. When it came out, it was a very to do of like, people need to check this out. It played Midnight Madness, and a lot of people were like, You know, this is one of the best of the of the festival kind of things. And and it's been one of those movies that I've been like, I should probably watch that and I just never have. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um yeah, Jenna did an article about this one even. Yeah. Um when it probably came out first, like in twenty twenty, I wanna say. Um
0: gets a lot of comparisons to Guy Madden.
1: There's a lot of stuff in here, to be honest. Like Jenna had some comparisons to like Ken Russell, and I see that as Mm. well definitely guy madden and john pace um, mm. also like terry gilliam or um, there were a couple of moments where i was like this feels like the hell stuff and bill and Ted's bogus journey <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that, that was my review as well i called it bob and doug mckenzie's bogus journey um, <laughs> because like you know canada and also the main guy in this i think his name is dan beard or baird mm uh has some rick has has like a rick Moranist thing going on okay to be honest um so yeah i don't know if you know what this movie is about even
0: i i know that it's like a like a yeah, about a, like a person that wants to be prime minister like yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the you know it's like a pseudo biopic okay. kind of thing yeah. yeah okay
1: yeah i don't know if you like how much you got uh like in history class about this kind of thing uh, I,
0: I knew the name. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'm bad with Canadian history, okay, to be completely honest. Okay, yeah.
1: okay. Um well I obviously didn't know, like you don't get taught Canadian yeah. history in Europe <laughs> at all. Um so yeah, this guy like William Lyon Mackenzie King. Like it's funny, like Jenna in her article saying as well, like this sounds like a made-up name, and then she's like, Oh shit, <laughs> this is like this is like a biopic, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah like maybe the most notable prime minister of canada up until Mm -hmm. around like ww2 um, did a lot in terms like putting canada on the map i saw Um, so the thing about this one is it's supposed to be a biopic but it's one that's like not interested in retelling the story of this guy like beat for beat like what happened Mm -hmm. to his life it's it takes a lot of liberties and it's more like it's it's more like telling the vibe of this kind of guy. You know, it yeah. makes it very relatable because this guy is just like kind of a loser and, uh, you know, kind of, he has high ambitions, but he's second best basically told at one point and he has to deal with that. Um, it's also not the kind of movie, like we're talking about like the history of Canada and, you know, like yeah. political stuff, but it's not a movie that is gatekeeping you with, historical slash political information
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it, it's also not a kind of movie like if you watch a trailer you're like whoa this looks very like i showed the trailer to michelle earlier I was like i saw this thing today and i think you need to watch the trailer because this looks like <laughs> like the visuals of this movie alone are just insane And she's like yeah. yeah this is absolute fever dream i have no idea what this is about but <laughs> when you actually watch the movie like it's pretty straightforward the way the story plays out and the characters Mm -hmm. like it's not again not gatekeeping you with that you know we're being very lynchian and and abstract and you don't know what's going on and you have your own interpretation no it's 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 pretty straightforward it just looks completely wild and and it feels very like handmade like lovingly handmade and old in a way it's like the in the way it's stylized
0: Mm. um
1: it also has like just a great sense of humor and like, again, not in a smug way. It doesn't, it's not like, Oh, look how funny we are. It's just, you know, like small moments. Like, uh, it's, it's definitely like, it's ba- It's made by a guy from Winnipeg, um, yeah. Matthew Rankin, uh, and the movie's like taking stabs at Canada a little bit, but also at Winnipeg where he's from. Um, like at one point you've got this, basically they turn it into a competition who will be the next prime minister of Canada. And mm. there's like several things going on there. Like one of the, uh, things they have to do is like, there's like 12 candidates or whatever, and they all have to like blindfolded, smell a bunch of, uh, tree stumps and then identify <laughs> which trees they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which felt very like, ha ha Canada trees, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, or like this uh, part where um, they're being gauged in how they deal with someone else cutting in line, you know, Canadian friendliness or whatever. Um, uh, and, And Winnipeg itself is just depicted as this just back alley, forever nighttime landfill where you go to buy illegal <laughs> wares <laughs> I'm like i've never <laughs> been to winnipeg but it's very funny that a guy from winnipeg is depicting winnipeg in that way yeah just the skeeziest <laughs> place you can imagine <laughs> yeah um but yeah i feel like uh there might uh, there might have been some buzz around this movie when it came out um but still, if I look at my letterbox Mutuals, there's like five people who've seen it maybe, mm. which I feel is like a way too low a number because this movie was, it really made an impression on me. And yeah. I, I think that it, it needs to be talked about more and even now still. and
0: Yeah. I don't know got, if I I've got 41 people that have seen that. Oh damn, but how many how many how <laughs> But many... I follow a lot of Canadians. Oh, okay, there you go.
1: Um, yeah, more people than Canadians need to see this because it's yeah. not it's not a movie that's like locked behind knowing about Canada, mm-hmm. you know? Like I know some stuff about Canada, uh, uh, yeah. but still I I I think it's way more universal about like if you've ever known anything about like uh fucked up politicians or yeah that kind of thing, like people in power, wanting power, not being able to get power, or like uh petty men trying to deal with their own insecurities and stuff and yeah uh, and if that stuff doesn't mean anything to you, then just like visually you need to see this movie I've <laughs> never, yeah I've seen some stuff like it, but it's so well done, um really, really impressive, uh yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's like the fact that this is a Canadian movie. Like there's no like uh, people, you know, really in it, you know, like in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, stars that everyone knows, you know, there's like no, yeah. one, I'm going to go watch this 20th century movie for this person that I've seen in a ton of other movies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. And,
0: um, and I, I feel like that may be part of why it got, it doesn't be isn't seen very wide is because Mm -hmm. it is it is that and it is also so canadian and it's also like it's
1: kind of specific sure yeah
0: even as a canadian who like i know the names of prime ministers from this era Mm -hmm. you know i like i can name prime ministers but like i don't remember their stories and stuff yeah yeah Sure. Uh, even as somebody that has very tangential knowledge of it, I was like, am I going to be interested in this? <laughs> you okay, know, when so, I first heard about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I get that. But then like, I
0: heard this, uh, then I heard like, Oh, the, the style of it. And I was like, well, I got to get to it eventually, but I haven't been running to put it on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean? Okay.
1: Look, here's what I did. I, this is one I, I was sort of like keeping it for a potential podcast. Cause I know, I knew like, okay, this is like Canadian. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. that sounds interesting uh but for some reason it sort of like slipped my mind to watch it and the other day i was like cleaning up hard drives and i found this movie and i was like this uh i think i'm gonna watch a trailer and see what kind of movie it is because i'm not sure Yeah. like just from the synopsis i wasn't sure if it was for me so yeah if 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 you're listening to this just watch a trailer for this movie. The 20th mm-hmm. century from 2019, I believe.
0: The trailer pretty immediately is is like you will know, you'll know that you'll know that it's a visual thing. Yeah, you
1: will know. <laughs> like based on the tra- like I watched half of this trailer, like half of a 90-second trailer. I was like, I need to see this. I don't even <laughs> need to see the whole trailer. I don't care. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, I was also just wondering, like maybe COVID kind of kept this movie from mm. reaching more people. I'm not sure, like, how would you watch this movie? Yeah. Now, like, what streaming services is it on? Uh, like, it did the festivals, but then what, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, I'm seeing go watch the 20th century, seek it out. It's, it's yeah. pretty incredible.
0: In Canada, at least, it's on like, uh, you know, Google Play. You can rent it on YouTube. Okay. A bunch Apple, of stuff. Done. So, okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nice. So if you're Canadian, just go rent it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but more people than the Canadians need to see this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah.
0: Um. Well, I let's end this with a with another Canadian thing. Um,
1: yeah, let's do it. Two.
0: So two really quick. Uh, Canadian one Canadian movie and one related to Canada because it was released by Justin. I watched. Uh, two Gold Ninja Video Blu-rays, Ooh, the thrilling bloody sword, uh, movie mm-hmm. Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and the Skip Tracer Blu-ray. Oh so,
1: yeah, yeah, nice.
0: Um, f- first of all, you know Justin, Gold Ninja Video, go buy some Gold Ninja Video stuff. Mm-hmm. Their Blu-rays are amazing. I own so many Gold Ninja blue Blu-rays, and and I haven't I've watched so few of them. So one <laughs> the, on the weekend, I was like, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch thrilling bloody so. Thrilling bloody sword and Skip Tracer, nice. You did it. So I did it, and I'm gonna watch more of them. But yeah, I mean, Thrilling bloody sword is. I think I did myself a bit of a disservice jumping into this movie because because of having watched so much uh, Tokusatsu stuff Uh lately, I had in my mind in like this is gonna be nonstop insanity, (laughs) you know, Um, and and it's not quite that. You know there's a lot of crazy stuff in this movie mm-hmm. but it is also not a 30 minute you know like sugar rush oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's not like the pace
1: know. is different yeah.
0: yeah um but it is really cool and really weird and awesome and you know it is it is basically uh like uh snow white and the seven dwarves yeah, 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 yeah. like a big weird egg <laughs> you know is a comet egg thing falls to the ground and breaks open and a baby comes out and these little like like seven dwarves raise her and there is a totally like a mirror situation of like who's the fairest and okay okay you know and uh yeah i
1: i finally got my uh thrilling bloody sword blu-ray from justin so i will soon be watching this too
0: totally mm. and so like there's a prince and you know the whole thing of the story but you know there's also a really amazing multi-headed dragon <laughs> Sweet. and there's like one of the best uh my review I basically said like the end of this the last like 30 minutes or or maybe even more of this movie is like a series of video game boss fights it's Ooh. like there's literally a fight in this movie against a bunch of these guys that are impossible to beat. And, but, but this woman on the Ninja side, ship. yeah, there's this like woman on the side. Who's kind of like a fairy is like yelling the like hit, hit points to the guy. She's like, hit, hit him in the like gut. That's where like, he's weak. <laughs> in the it's, like, it's like literally like a little like flashing red. Like that's the thing I got to hit. <laughs> so,
1: Oh my God. That's so it,
0: Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good. And I won't spoil how that scene ends, but the ending of that scene is fucking unbelievable. Uh, But yeah, it's super fun. Everybody needs to see this movie. The, the, the Blu-ray looks amazing. Um, it's really scritchy and scratchy in the best possible way it looks like a 35 millimeter print that's been you know upscaled to 2k or whatever it's just a really great package of a blu-ray nice yeah justin Um, has like
1: this little essay that he puts in like i think every blu-ray where he explains like i I wanted to keep like a 35 millimeter vibe so i like there's only so much you can clean this kind of thing up so he kind of like preserved that uh thing like visually so yeah any day now i'm watching this
0: (laughs) yeah it looks it looks great and it definitely has that thing where like it starts to get scritchy and you're like i sense a real change coming up (laughs) less fun was the skip tracer blu-ray um which is basically a movie about this guy who's a repo man and uh he just goes around vancouver taking things back like cars and stuff And it's just kind of about a guy who wants to be really good at his job and he wants to be man of the year again, even though he's got it in the past. And it's just a very kind of slow character study. I think uh, Justin has compared it to like early Paul Schrader. Um, It's very much about like, you know, how far will he go kind of thing. But it's not. Like I think some of the narrative around this movie about like how far will he go or like that kind of stuff makes you makes it feel like it's gonna be a movie with more um like inciting incidents. There's a few things that that happen, but it's in my review, I said it's basically just a long slow fuse that burns into like a bleak pit <laughs> and there's like at the end of the movie there's a bit of a a glint of light and it's kind of like you know at. How, like, at what cost, what had to happen for that to happen? It's really great. Um, and I'm really excited that it's on Blu ray. I don't think it'll be for everybody, obviously, but I think that it it also looks really great. It's a lot, it's a much cleaner, um, uh, scan. And yeah, I don't know, it's really good. Um, nice. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, interesting. This director also did the Billy Blanks movie, Expect mercy it's uh i don't know if you've seen that one but it's probably very different from this one (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: i have seen that (laughs) yeah
1: okay yeah okay yeah it's a versatile director i
0: guess (laughs) yeah cgi mortal Kombat fight scenes and skip tracer Um, yeah 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 yeah, the cool thing about the gold ninja videos is that that they put they put some bonus movies on so there's a bonus feature on uh on both of these, oh yeah, and they always do that. Yeah, the the one on Skip Tracer is this movie called Passion. Mm. Oh, same and director, supposed right? to be really weird and like very different, um, and very kind of like, yeah, odd. And so I I might, I might check that one out.
1: Yeah, I saw that listed uh, when I checked the director Zale Dalen. Yeah, here yeah, Passion, nineteen ninety nine.
0: Interesting. Yeah, okay. I think there's one on the thrilling, bloody sword as well um it's something kung fu mission or something oh yeah, yeah. i saw it yeah
1: incredible kung fu mission yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i have not seen that one
0: me either it's supposed to be like a like a dirty dozen kind of thing um but kung, kung fu, fu aka
1: kung fu commandos with john lu oh john lu from new york ninja is in it and yeah alexander loray a so name and
0: so yeah, it when you get a golden gold ninja blu-ray, you get it, you always get a lot of stuff. So you get
1: a lot. Yeah, you get a lot of stuff <laughs> for sure. It's uh
0: cool, very nice. Well, that's the episode. That's it. it. That's it. No more I'm talking. Done. No more talking. No more talking. No more talking. <laughs> Just action. Just action from the no listener. Going to uh, <laughs> lots of action. Redbuddies.club, Backdashrow.com. row.com. Uh, find me on twitter and letterboxd at uh, Mm. yckmd underscore carlo is carlo go carlo and psycho pike on twitter and letterboxd respectively and uh other than that we'll see you later alligator yep and uh let us know what you've been watching what you want to hear us to talk about all that good stuff yeah
1: join the discord
0: yes absolutely um but otherwise goodbye
1: goodbye